Hi, this is Ryan Roberts, and you're listening to The Millennial Preacher, the show where we talk about tough subjects and answer the hard questions. I hope it's both positive and encouraging, but I also hope it challenges you in all the right ways. Well, I'm excited, so let's get going with today's show. It's not about having a band and all that. I I know why we have that. The Bible tells us that we should praise and worship with instruments and together corporately, and that's important. But my God, Christians, we have to worship at home. We have to worship corporately together outside of this body, outside of this building, I mean, excuse me. Small groups are important. Coming on Sunday service, important. Wednesday is important. But it's also important what you do on Thursday afternoon. Church is important because, and I think I've said this to this body before, or this tribe before, church is important is because if I have partnered up with Andreas, come here, Andreas. I have partnered up with him, link your arm with mine, and we're walking this thing together. And we have our sword, we have our armor, the, the, the armor of God. A pastor taught about that, I think, this time last year, if I'm not mistaken. And we have our sword, and we have our shields, and we're walking this thing out. And all of a sudden, and this is not going to happen, but Andreas loses his shield. And it just went away, and it disappeared, and he forgot how to pick up his sword, and now he's nervous. And he falls down, don't fall down, but sit down. And he falls down, just sit right down. If I'm a good soldier... If I'm a good soldier, I will not leave him sitting here. I will say, buddy, we're going to find your shield again. We're going to find your faith again. We're going to learn together how to use our swords. But in the meantime, I will stand right here and guard you with mine until we find yours. Thank you. You can have a seat. had a, uh, I think he was a Marine from, from I mean, he, he was an older gentleman, and he was telling me about when they were in the trenches, and he said, when we were there together, and we knew that anybody could walk up on us out in the jungle, and anybody could walk up, it, we didn't stay flat down on the ground together. That's not how it worked. They said that they were, they, they, they would do things like this, come here, Chad, please, back to back that they would stay like this because he can see what I can't see and I can see what he can't see. And so when temptation's coming towards him and I see it before he does, I can say, "Uh uh-uh, he's my brother. We are protecting one another. We hold each other accountable. We trust one another. We are doing it in Jesus' name and you have no authority or power because we are sons of God. Thank you, Chad. I believe that the Lord has been so strategic this summer. It is so incredible because I look at the sermons that pastor has preached and and the ministries that have been birthed out of this house, and I want you to notice with me as a tribe, they're all about accountability. They're all about Christian honesty. If you want to be like Jesus, if you really want to be like Jesus, You've got to find some people to plug into and walk together with. 
And the Bible says we have to confess our sins to one another to be forgiven. And that doesn't mean that I find somebody and I got to pour out every little detail of anything I've ever done wrong. That's not what that means. It simply may be, brother, I'm struggling. And that may be all you can say right now. That's okay. Because if he is a Christian brother or sister or pastor or whomever, he's going to say, it's okay. We're going to get through it together. And I'm going to pray for you. And we're going to believe that door is going to shut. Say, shut that door. Plug into a church. It's, it's being a part of a tribe. In ancient Israel, and I know we're not bound to the law because the law was fulfilled by Jesus, but, but understand something. In ancient Israel, they had multiple tribes. And any time one person did something against the law of God, it didn't just affect him and his family. It affected the entire tribe and it affected the whole nation, and we've lost that. We, have, we need to study some of this ancient culture a little bit. We've got to open the Old Testament. But understand, it is fulfilled now through Jesus. So where they would have to go through these steps, and they'd have to go through a priest, and they'd have to do all these different rituals and things to, 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 to sacrifice unto God, to seek forgiveness and repentance. All we have to do is say, God, I repent. I'm here, I don't want that anymore. And repenting means taking a different path and turning around. Say, shut that door. Hi everyone, Ryan Roberts here, and I hope you're enjoying today's show. I want to take just a moment and interrupt and let you know that you can help grow the Millennial Preacher. That's right, over this past year, the Millennial Preacher podcast has reached literally thousands of people all over the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. On our website, we've been able to help people with our blog posts, our free resources, and our hub that is able to provide discipleship tools for the everyday person and to help grow people in their personal walk. Everything is 100% free, but we're ready to go to the next level. That's right. Our podcast is currently on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, YouTube, and so many more streams. But to date, we haven't taken any monetary value for anything that we have done. Everything has been solely supported by myself and my family and my friends. Currently, nothing is being paid to me, but if you want to help us get to a 501c3 nonprofit status so we can open a bank account and officially begin accepting donations, all you have to do is go to GoFundMe.com slash Ryan Roberts Ministries. There you can read about more of our goals and what we hope to do and also find resources about myself. If you feel the Lord lead you and or if you've been blessed by this ministry, I hope that you will give and always thank you for your prayers and support. I also want to let you know in October 2020, we're going to be providing our very first free discipleship class on themillennialpreacher.com. This class is the Holy Spirit class. It's a four-part video series with free notes. So I hope that you check that out and I hope that you share it with all your friends and family. And now let's get back to today's show. And I'm getting ready to close here. Perhaps the last thing I want to say to you this morning, plug into a church, find accountability, find you a seasoned believer. Let me tell you something. I'm just going to say it. I hope you're watching Pastor Wanda. I met Pastor Wanda about the same time that I had that meeting with those pastors. I met her in the hospital. She and Pastor Jenny were chaplains. And I, my grandfather was, had, had uh, colon cancer. 
And he, I mean, he was, he, everything's good. He's fine now. He's still alive. Everything's good. But at the time, you know, you're, you're a little nervous. And, 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 and I was full of faith and believing that everything was going to be fine. But I said, you know what? I don't want to sit in no waiting room. So I'm walking around the hospital, and they have this beautiful chapel at Northeast Georgia here on Ga- in the Gainesville campus, and beautiful. I said, I'm going to go in there if I can. And I open these do- big, giant doors, and I walk in, and there's a little prayer book sitting there, and there's this woman. And, and I was standing here, and the prayer book was right here, and there was this woman over in the very back. She was wearing scrubs. I thought she was a nurse or something that just came to pray. And I write my grandfather's name in the book, and I didn't look sad. I had no tears. I, was, I think I was smiling. I said, hey. And she looked at me, and she said, you want to pray for him? The Lord had already told her what was going on. I said, sure. I'm not going to turn down prayer. Not if I feel good about it in my heart and in my spirit. She prayed with me, and a relationship was formed with a spiritual mother. Now, understand when I say spiritual mothers and fathers, I'm not talking about someone that replaces your mother and father. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about seasoned saints will help grow you and propel you. You need need three people as a Christian. And you don't have to come immediately, but you need three people. You need a spiritual mother or father, at least one. You need a spiritual brother or sister, at least one. And you need a spiritual son or daughter, at least one. Here's why. A spiritual father or mother can hold you accountable, can teach you, can help you, can guide you, can lead you, and promote you in the kingdom. A brother or sister will come alongside of you and partner with you and be in the trenches with you. And a son or a daughter, you pour everything in back into. So it never ends. This is a multiplication faith. Every other religion is you got to get it on your own. Come and we'll give you rules and regulations and we'll give you a place to bow down and make offerings, give us money. But faith. Faith is something different. Faith is unique. And the Christian faith is the only one that I can think of. And I've studied world religions back at Gainesville State College. It's the only one I know where they say, you're ministers. It's not just the hands of the pastors and the worship team and and the children's pastors. It's not just in those hands. Yes, they have an office. Ministerial office. But you're ministers. And go out and multiply. Go tell anybody and everybody that will listen. Doesn't matter their social status. Doesn't matter what they're dealing with. Doesn't matter who they are, what they look like, how they dress, what they've done and what they haven't done. Go tell anybody and everybody that will listen and then bring them in. It's multiplication. And that that bond was formed with Pastor Wanda many years ago. And and I visited. She was was pastoring in Gainesville when I visited. And and then I ended up at, at my last church that I was at and, and I, I gained more spiritual parents there I have two spiritual fathers and I have three or four spiritual moms and, and, and I was there and I didn't know that, that you guys had a connection to that church that I was at and it was a Wednesday and I was I was just down and out, it had nothing to do with the pastors it was I felt so alone and, 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 and at the time the church had went through a major crisis right before I got there and so people were not so trusting to new faces at the time understandably and here I am this young guy and I say I just want to help I'm not I'm not trying to take anything from anyone I just want to help and but I, I hated it the Lord called me there I left every every week crying and I'm walking out down this big hallway from the youth room on a Wednesday night and I, I, we had a cafe a coffee shop and I get there and I see Pastor Juan sitting there 
the Lord has a way of putting people right there where you need them. And I sat down, I said, what are you doing here? And she said, what are you doing here? And you fast forward a little bit. And she helped me, guys, close doors that I didn't even know was there. And I've talked about it before, and I don't tell the whole story because it's not my story to tell, but you fast forward to when my sister was in the hospital and, and she was dying. It's 2016, I think it was. Or 15. 16. And I'm like, man, who do I call? And of course, I, I had my senior pastor from at that point there. And bless you. And I'm like, who, who do I call? And I called Pastor Wanda, and, I, and, and she came, and, and I would stay up because I couldn't sleep because my adrenaline was so high. And I, I don't think, I was not nervous. It was something different. It was like spiritual strength rose up in me. And my parents, they stayed at the hospital 24-7, and I would go and, and stay, stay in the middle of the night so they could get some rest. And I would go home, but oftentimes I would find myself at Pastor Wanda's door. And they were going through a crisis at the time, and I, I won't touch on that because that's their story, and I don't want to steal anything. But I remember one night, just just something came over me, and I said, Pastor Wanda, there is things in my life, and I'm scared that because these things are there, I can't pray a prayer of faith. And she said, you know what you need to do? I'll never forget it. Lord, I've never told this story. She said, you know what you need to do? We're going to do it together. We need to find the keys. We need to find the keys to unlock the doors you need unlocked and to lock the others. We begin to dive in together and, and something began to change in my life. And this spiritual mom took me under her wing and showed me things I, I would have never known. And she taught me prophecy and she taught me all sorts of things. And here we are. We never thought we'd ever be in the same church again. And here we are. Find you a seasoned believer. Find you a brother or sister. Here's, here's something I want you to realize. They're in the room. They're right here, right now. I mean, it's, God has made it so easy. It's right here, right now. Humans will always fail they won't pick up the phone and call you unintentionally whenever whenever you think they should have called unintentionally sometimes you, your husband's won't say something that was dumb unintentionally sometimes your sibling is going to hurt your feelings unintentionally or intentionally unintentionally when God says it's okay because you have so many other brothers and sisters and moms and dads and aunts and uncles and cousins you don't even know about. They're all over the world. There's, there's millions of them. But you got to reach out to them. I'm about to turn it back over to Pastor, but if we could, bow back your heads with me. As you bow your heads, I'll tell you this. I've struggled with, with what to preach. I had planned this word for weeks. and I preached something similar years ago, but I, I knew it had to be different this time. And, and I think it was not yesterday, the day before, I was up here in the office and the pastor was here. And I was 
Pastor, the whole thing might change. I said, I don't know yet. I, I got to seek the face of the Lord. And, and then this past, not this week, but the week before, an old friend of mine ended his life. And, and that teenager told me he's addicted. And, and there's so many things happening. I said, God, what is it? He said, number one, it's a lack of identity. They don't know their sons and daughters. They don't know their mind. They don't know that they can come before me in the throne room through the Holy Spirit. They don't know that. And second of all, they never found someone to come alongside of them and walk with them and, 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 and others to teach them and help them and guide them. They never found that person. And part of it is not their fault. Part of it is the church doesn't want to be the church sometimes because it's cute to come to our chair and just sit there. But this morning, here in this tribe, in this house, it's different. Hi, everyone. You just listened to the Millennial Preacher Podcast Show. Thanks so much for being a loyal listener. I hope you look for more episodes in the following weeks to come. Please like this and share it on all your social media. And make sure you hit that subscribe button. Until next time, I'll see you later. Come into CVS today and get free flu shots for the whole family. Plus, get a $5 off $20 shopping pass with each one. Visit CVS today. No-cost flu shots with most insurance. Restrictions apply. Visit cvs.com for details.